The following was taken from a conversation I was privileged to have with Robert Butler on his show, Robert Butler Live. Robert, my brother and my friend, is the founder of Robert Butler Ministries located in Irvington, Alabama. And his mission is very, very simple. It's to present Jesus and to let people know that they are simply a child of God. Robert has got an amazingly big heart for all of the people that is around him and that he's connected to. And he simply just wants to let them know about the love of Jesus towards them. We sat and had a conversation about the power of the gospel. We talked about fighting the flesh, the way Jesus loves, having fun with God. We talked about a myriad of things over our time as we sat together. And as we upload this session to you, like we say week in and week out here at Preacher Think, get ready. Let's talk about it. In today's cruel culture and wounded world, you deserve some good news. And Jesus has taken the punishment for every single person that's in this room. He put the curse in reverse. And just like Adam turned a garden into a grave, Jesus turned a grave so into a garden. So now it's just grace upon grace upon grace and favor upon favor upon favor. But we're still here. And we're still standing. And we got Jesus, so we've got the victory. Boom, just that fast. I bet you didn't expect that, did you? My, hey, man, I'm like you. I'm on it tonight, bro. I'm ready. I'm here. I'm like, let's rock and roll, man. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, no playing around, because look, I'm fighting. I, I was talking to somebody earlier, and uh, I've been fighting flesh, bro. I ain't going to lie, because uh, there's so many things I want to say. It's like, uh, God, you need to help me, because uh, if I say what I want to say, but then that just puts me into the same class as the people and it's really not people, it's the enemy. So I'm um, just saying, don't let me say anything. Like I say, I always have to pray, you know, don't let me be in the flesh. Let me be in the spirit. You know, you say the yeah. same, tell me the things I need to say because God knows if I say what I want to say, they're going to be, they're going to ban me from Facebook. They're going to ban me from <laughs> TikTok. They're going to ban me from YouTube. They're going to ban me from everything. I might even be able to go to church anyway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, man, let me let me say this. It's funny that you just say that. I just, I just taught a message on this last night about being a partaker of the divine nature. And that means that we have already been made perfect in our spirit but we are still learning and growing in our soul. And, and, and it's amazing that you say you, you use the term or the phrase, I'm fighting the flesh. Man, let me go ahead and tell you, bro, you ain't got to fight the flesh because the flesh is not who you truly are. Right. The spirit is who you truly are. You have been made one in spirit with the Lord. You have gotten a new heart and you've got a new spirit. But again, in our soul realm, our mind, our will, and our emotions, that's where we're learning and we're growing. And when we operate in our flesh, that, that's the thing about it, man. It's crazy you said, you know, Lord, help keep me in the spirit. Here's the thing that we need to understand. As believers, we are always in the spirit. You know, I know people go to church sometime and they run and they shout and they say, man, we sure did have church today. We were in the spirit. And I, I, I'll correct them and say, no, you were in the spirit when you woke up. Because when, if you, when you believed in Christ Jesus, you were baptized into the spirit. You got the Holy Spirit. So when you walked into church, you already had the spirit. You got the spirit at work. 
You got the spirit in the grocery store. You got the spirit in Walmart. You got the spirit everywhere. But the thing is, is there's the Bible talks about Paul talks about there's two ways to walk. You can either walk by the flesh or walk by the spirit and walking by the flesh. Man, walking by the flesh is just the old ways to feel okay. That's an easy way to remember that. It's the old ways we used to cope and the old ways that we used to operate and the old ways we used to strategize to make ourselves feel good about ourselves with other people, to get validation to other from other people and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, for example, now here's the thing. There's two ways to in the flesh to feel to, to, to cope as an old way to feel okay. There's the good way and the bad way, and nobody wants to talk about the good way. Everybody talks about the bad way. Everybody knows what overt flesh looks like, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? When you're when you're sleeping around with a bunch of people, when you're doing drugs, and that's overtly walking in the flesh. But then there's also the there's also a a form of flesh called good-looking flesh. And like I call it, I like to call it play in church. There's a whole lot of people that go to church and they know how to shout at the right time. They know how to throw up their hand at the right time. They know how to say hallelujah at the right time. But they but they doing they're doing all the right things for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. They're doing all the right religious looking things so that people can say, "Man, that dude sure is holy. That sh- that dude sure lo- does look like he's righteous." And that's just it. He looks like he's holy. He looks like he's righteous, but he's only doing that to get validation from people. But I don't have to say hallelujah at the right time. I don't have to jump up and shout at the right time. If I do that, it's because the spirit is leading me to do that. And I, and if the only reason I'm going to do that is, and again, if the spirit ain't leading me to do it, I'm not going to do it. Why? Because I don't want to just appear holy. I know for a fact that I am holy. I don't want to appear righteous. I know for a fact that I am righteous. So there's good-looking flesh and there's bad-looking flesh. Everybody talks about the bad-looking flesh, like I said, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But don't nobody want to talk about the good-looking flesh when people are acting like, Mm. acting like believers. And I I keep telling folks, God God, God didn't call you to be an actor. He called you to be a believer. He called you to be a follower. And, and, he, and this goes all the way back to the beginning of time, Robert. This goes all the way back to the garden with Adam and Eve. Yeah. God said that there was two trees in the midst of the garden. Everybody forgets about that, it seems. There was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and there was the tree of life. Now, what happened with Adam and Eve was is they opted, instead of eating from the tree of life, which is Jesus himself, they opted to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because they felt like Jesus wasn't enough, and they got duped by Satan, and they felt like they needed to know the difference between right and wrong. And Jesus the whole time was saying, as long as you got me, you don't need to know about good and evil, right and wrong. If you got me, like we like to say in the country, I'll never run you up on a stump. I ain't going to lead you in the (laughs) wrong way. I'm not going to lead you in a wrong path. But what happened was is they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and we still got people getting their spiritual diet from that tree today, eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But here's what they don't recognize. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So they, they'll talk about the evil side, but even if you eat tree from fruit from the good side of the tree, it's still on a dead tree. It don't matter which side of the tree you eat from, whether it's the good side or the evil side. That's the tree God told you not to eat from. And it's some folks that's eating from the fake side of the tree, which it looks like wax fruit. You know what I'm talking about, that fruit you used to get at your grandma's house out of the bowl. It looked like it was real until you took a bite into it, but you found out it was fake. And it's a whole lot of folks out here that's eating fake fruit. I'm just being honest about it. because and, and, And they're eating from what they consider the good side of the tree. But I'm like, but they're still on the same dead tree. 
There's yeah. only one tree to eat from, and that's the tree of life. And the tree of life is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, boy, I'm saying, here we go. We hadn't even been here for a few minutes, but we already in it, bro. <laughs> Look, it's like this, man. You know what? And, and, and sometimes it's like, and God, I correct me. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, I want to say so much. I want to get fired up. I want to go off. But it's like, you know what? And some people be like, you know, you just didn't keep, keep my name out of your mouth. You know what? I'm the opposite. Keep my name in your mouth. Keep looking at me because you're going to see not me. You're going to see God in me. Come you on, know, sir. If I'm such wrong, if I'm such bad, if I have these periods, if I have this and that, if I'm so bad, like you just said, hey, you can play the part. You can look nice. You can have the suits. You know what I mean? Yep, you can yep. do the, the fake amen or whatever. But you know what? Inside here, I'm not perfect. No, I'm not perfect. But you know what? God knows what my heart is, and he knows I'm doing the right thing. I can reach people that other people can't reach. You can reach people. Come on, sir. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's you know, right. I, I am who I am, and that's what it says in the Bible. You know what I mean? He knows my heart. I can reach the people that you can't. Don't judge me the way I look because we all have skeletons in the closet. You know what yeah, I mean? One sin is no greater than the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like. Oh, so you're saying that just because I have earrings or piercings or, you know what I mean, or tattoos. Oh, well, if you evade this or evade that, or if you're cheating this person out of money, or if you're lying, or if you're stealing, isn't that all a sin? So which one right. is greater than the other? You right, I mean? right, right, right. So we can go, and we can go to church, and like you said, we can do the uh, the fake gay mans. We can look good in church, but when push comes to shove, who's bearing the fruit, you know? If it, your fruit is all stinky and smelly, has fruit flies on it. Come on, sir. You know what I mean? I love, I, and I love the fact that you just said who's bearing the fruit. You didn't say who's producing the fruit. Because yeah. I, I've, I've heard people talk about how believers produce fruit. And I say, no, nah, that's actually not accurate. Jesus produces the fruit in you. You simply get to bear the fruit that he produces in you. Uh, another word for bear simply means to carry. For example, okay, so Jesus is the tree. Jesus has the roots. Jesus in you is the one that produces the fruit. You just the limb that gets to carry the apple. You're just the limb that gets to carry the bush that gets to carry the orange. And it's not just for you to partake from, it's for others. Because what do you do when you walk in through the countryside of an apple orchard? You pick fruit from the tree when you see a good looking apple. And that's what you get to, that's what we get to do as believers. We get to bear the fruit of Christ for others to see so that they can yeah. taste and see how yeah. good the Lord is. Ain't that what the oh, scripture yeah. says? Oh, yeah. oh taste and see oh, yeah. that the Lord is good. Yeah. So you want, you're right. I like that, that you said, that's all right. Go ahead and keep my name in your mouth because that means you're watching. That yeah. means you're looking. Yeah. That means you're paying attention. That yeah. means something about me has arrested your attention. And yeah. what you finally recognize is it's not about what I'm doing that arrested your attention. It's the Christ in me that arrested your attention. That's right. Yeah. And then how yeah. right now, taste and see. I've read that so many times this week in the Bible, taste and see. And what is that? That song comes up. Come on. Taste. And see, yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, but no, nah, no. Nah, look, I'm I'm glad you even started off on a hot note like that, man. Because it's crazy. Uh, I've had the opportunity this week talking to quite a few people about just what you said, man. Like, there's a lot of individuals right now, period, that are just kind of struggling with everything that we see going on around us in the world. Um, 
obviously we, we can all see what's happening with you know the war in ukraine we can all see what's happening with gas prices we can all see what's happening with grocery prices and everybody has been deputized on social media because they've got a phone which has a camera and a microphone so everybody's a reporter and everybody wants to give you their opinion which they think is actually truth and 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 make you believe something that you know is is a lot of times out of context and and but but what we've got to do is remember that the anchor for our soul is Christ yeah. and that everything that we have our eyes on in the earthly realm is simply resources but the source is Jesus so I can look at what's going on around me, but Christ, man, Paul tells us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Yep. So if I keep my eyes fixed on the source, I ain't got to worry about the resources That's because right. the source is always going to provide the resources. So when I see people complaining about gas prices, complaining about groceries, I was like, y'all, you know what? I understand. I get it. I'm not saying that those things aren't happening, but what I'm saying is, is look to the resource and go ahead and just say thank you. Be thankful that you got a job that you can put gas in the gas tank. Be yeah. thankful that you have a job that you can still go get groceries. Exactly. Be thankful that you're in a country where you're not fleeing for your life right now like so many individuals exactly. are. There's still there's still so many things for us to be thankful for, Robert, that I believe that we get a skewed perspective when we begin watching, so looking at social media, when we begin watching the news, when we begin indulging in talking heads, telling us what we're supposed to believe. When God says, I, I didn't, I ain't tell you to believe what they said. I told you to believe and trust in me. It, it, my goodness, I'm about to get fired up. Look, here. hey, Man, and, if you, and I was going through something like last night, and it's like, you know what? I just let it go. Then this morning, I do that Bible app, and it's like, and it goes to prove a point. Now I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this right here. It's in Psalms uh, 34, 18 and 19. All right, and it's yeah. like, and it proves the point. Like he already knows the future. He already knows what you're gonna go through. He already knows this and that. You know. And it says, yeah. Lord, I'm going to put my glasses on. I ain't better say Go ahead, man. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead and get your glasses on, preacher. <laughs> but it said, the Lord is nigh, which is close. You see them that are of a broken heart and save as such as be of a contrite spirit. 19 says, and this is the one I really like. Many are afflictions of the righteous. Many. Yeah. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. That means, that means like I said before, he ain't gonna put us to it unless he ain't gonna see us through it. Man, that's we'll it. We have that's many it. afflictions, but he's gonna see us through it. You can break it down for nothing. That's right. That's right. And that's just it, man. If we could ever understand that, if God is bringing us to something, that He's going to bring us through it. He, when we are faithless, the Bible says that He remains faithful. So if he is faithful to bring us something to something, he that means he is going to carry us through it. Because the Bible also tells us all throughout the new, he is faithful to carry us on to completion. God is not in the business of doing a half work, a quarter work, a three quarter work. No, he's going to carry you on to 100% completion. So if God brought you to something, he's going to bring you through it. And you ain't got to, you don't have to worry about what's going on in the earth realm. I understand that there's a lot of different issues and situations and circumstances that are much out of our control, but there's nothing that's out of our God's control. And if God lives inside of me and I live inside of him, all I'm called to do is rest in heavenly places that he's already seated me in, in Christ Jesus. And again, 
I've told people this, and I know people get mad at me when they hear me say rest in Christ Jesus because they think I mean, they think I'm saying not to do anything. I was like, no, I didn't say relaxing, Jesus. I said rest. There's a difference between resting and relaxing. No. Resting is is op resting is activity from a place of ease. Why why am I operating from a place of ease? Because I'm in Christ Jesus. I don't have to strive in Jesus. I thrive in Jesus. Yeah. I don't have to work in Jesus because he already worked on my behalf and his finished work on the cross tells me I don't have to do anything for him, but I do everything from his life in me. So his life flowing in and through me allows me to do what it is that I do. And I just simply participate in what he's doing in the earth. That's me operating from a position of rest. Now, if I said relax in Jesus, that relax means inactivity. When I go on vacation and I'm on a cruise ship somewhere, that's what I do. I relax. I don't want to do nothing. I just want to sit down and I want to just chill out. I, I'm relaxing. So, yeah. there, there, and there are times when you should relax with God. I truly yeah. believe that. There are times when you should completely, my goodness, Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. When he says be still, if you look that up in the Greek, he's literally saying get somewhere and relax. Don't do anything. Don't say anything. Don't move. Don't take a step. You need, you need to just yeah, get somewhere, zip your lips, and just know that I'm God, and I'm working on your behalf. So there is a place for relaxing in God. Matter of fact, I love Dr. Andrew Farley wrote a book on that, talked about relaxing in God. And it goes to people that are have that are burned out on religion they're burned out on trying to perform and do more and be more and do more and be war and what they've end up turning into is the doobie brothers doobie doobie do that's all they do is do and be and do and they're trying to doobie doobie do all the time and that's just and he and he and he wrote a book called dr andrew farley wrote a book called relaxing with god and and you should there's a place for you sometimes just to get somewhere and be still and just don't do anything yeah. But for the most part, when we're participating with God, it's not that we're doing anything for God. We're doing everything from God because we're not doing anything to, to, to earn anything from God. Because, again, like I said before on this program, you can't earn anything from God. Everything from God is a gift. So you simply believe and receive and you operate from a position of rest, which means you operate from a position of ease in Christ Jesus, because you're yoked to him and he's yoked to you. And just as you put your hands to the plow, a lot of times we think that we're out in the field plowing by ourselves. And Jesus is like, no, I'm right here yoked up with you. I'm plowing with you, brother. I'm, I'm, we're here together. That's why I can operate from a position of ease. And it's weird, man. People almost act like I'm weird because I got a smile on my face and I laugh a lot. And I, and I look like I'm just walking about lightly and easily and freely. And I'm like, well, I move about lightly and easily and freely because there is no pressure on me. Any pressure that you have in your life, more often than not, it's either you putting it on you or it's somebody else putting it on you. But it's not God putting, putting it mm -hmm. on you. God said, take my yoke upon you because my yoke is easy. Yeah. My burden is light. Yeah. And, and, but, but everybody turns around and they, we, we preach from American Western pulpits every single Sunday. You got to work hard and you, be, you know, this Christian life is an arduous road and we're coming up the rough side of the mountain. And I'm like, all of that preaches real good, but biblically and scripturally, it's not true because Jesus himself said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He said, come with me and walk with me. And I'll show you how to take a real rest. And when you learn how to operate from me, you'll operate in a position of, uh, of freeness and lightness. That's what Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says in the Message Bible. I love the message translation of that scripture because it really goes to the heart of, of, of us 
slowing down and simply, like I said, resting in Christ and not trying to work so hard all the time, man. Just allowing Christ to bring life to us. And as he presents us with opportunities to be blessed, as he presents us with opportunities to bless other people, we just go with the spirit as the spirit leads and say, okay, that's cool. I can do that because I don't have to worry about me doing it. It's the spirit in and through me. Doing exactly. It, you know? When you figure that out, when you realize that when you step out and God's right there with you, it's like, <laughs> You ain't got to worry about it because you know that God's got you. He's right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said before, so many times people are like, oh, you're a Christian? That means you don't do nothing. I'm like, no. That means I'm just as jacked up now as I was before. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have nothing else but life. They're like, right. hey, you're on something. I said, yeah, 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 I am. I'm high on JC. You want some of this? Come on. <laughs> Like, this dude, he's crazy, man. Like, yeah, I hear you, I'm, I'm real crazy. You want to see? <laughs> right, right. And, and you know what? I love the fact that you say, and you've heard me say this before. Matter of fact, it was it was right here with you the first time I ever said this. When, when we get saved and when we truly begin walking in, in grace and understanding what the gospel really, really means, Grace is the only aspect of life. It is the truth of the gospel that gives us a steel spine that allows us to be truthful and honest with God, with ourselves and others, and be able to say what you just said. Man, I'm coming to realize I'm just as jacked up as everybody else. But, but. My spirit is perfect because I've been made one in spirit with Christ. Even though my behavior doesn't always reflect it, I get the opportunity to wake up every single day, renew my mind, yeah. remember who I am in Christ, remind myself of who I am in Christ, and I get to learn and grow day after day. And I'm going to do this every single day for the rest of my life while I'm on this earth because God's going to continue to present opportunities for, for me to learn and grow in my soul, to renew my mind, to align my, my will with his will and, and, and to allow my emotions to, to, to be uh, brought out in such a healthy way that I can say, okay, these emotions that I'm having in a moment, they might define where I am in this moment, but they don't identify me as who I am. My identity is a son of God. Just because I'm having an angry moment doesn't make me an angry person. I'm still a son of God having an angry moment. Just because yeah. I'm having a depressed day or two, that doesn't mean I am depression. My identity is still son of God. I'm just depressed in a moment, but I've got God that in Jesus and his spirit ministering to me helps me recognize my emotions are real. Yes, they are real. I'm not nullifying that my emotions and what I feel isn't real, but they do not, they do not identify me as who I am. I That's am right. a son of God. And man, when you right. can start differentiating those things, the soul from the spirit and recognizing that you are perfect in spirit, but your soul is in process, that you are perfectly saved, but you're not perfectly behaved and you get to learn more and more and grow every single yeah. day, man, it, it helps you just kind of relax and you're, and you're okay being the authentic genuine original you in front of everybody and you're okay with admitting when you're wrong you're okay with saying i don't always get it right you're okay with saying i don't have all the answers you're okay with somebody asking you a question and you're not having to try to say yes to them because you want to be on their good side all the time and you can look at them and say nah i'm good i'm not gonna do that you know what i'm saying like yeah. you're okay with just being you that and and the the gospel of grace is the only gospel that allows you to do that. If you try to operate under law and under the perfection of the law, all you're ever going to do is try, is you're going to operate in religious performance and you're going to be fake. 
You know what I'm saying? You're going to walk around mm -hmm. talking about how you too blessed to be stressed and you ain't got no problems. And, you know, every, and my, and you know, like, again, I said this before, my goodness, sometimes you ask people, Hey, how you doing? And they go into this long dissertation. I'm, I'm blessed, brother. I'm blessed, blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed going out and I'm blessed. And I'm like, dude, I just asked you how you were doing. Like, just be you just say, Hey, I'm good, good man. Like, I think that annoyed no on yeah, yeah, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't got to do all. You, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I trust me, I understand being excited. Yeah. But again, just be the genuine you. And yeah. also, here's here's a novel idea. If somebody asks you, "Hey, how you doing this morning?" and you and you're not okay, go ahead and say, "You know what? I'm struggling today." And, and you never know that person might have a word for you. They might have yeah. a prayer for you. That's but 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 the gospel of grace, the true gospel of Jesus Christ is the only thing that gives you the heart and the mind and the spine to be able to be truthful with yourself and be vulnerable to people and allow them to minister to you just like you minister to them. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was telling somebody earlier. It's like, man, it's like, Scotty introduced me to Brad, then Brad, then when I went to man's camp, I got with you, man, and then we hit it off. It's like, we know each other. It's like you said, man, it's like something on your mind, man. Go ahead and just feel it. It's like, like we yeah. know each other, you know what I'm saying? It's like we clicking and it's like it's going. It's like yeah. brought, God brought us together where we could like minister, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like yeah. tag teams back again. I'm <laughs> really <laughs> crazy, man. No, but but for real though, that's what Paul did. Paul said walk in unity and bear each other's burdens. He was like, yeah. that, that's being a true believer right there is when you walk with each other and bear each other's burdens. Like, you, you need to have people in your life, in your corner that you can literally say, like you said, like, we can hop on tonight and it's like we literally just picked up from the last live that we had. Yeah. Because we because we click and connect and we just be, we're just being who we are. Yeah. We're not trying to be anybody else. We're not trying to be fake. I'm not, hello, Robert, how are you tonight? Are you doing, doing very well? I'm doing very well. No, I, I, I love the fact that you got on and just said, bruh, I'm struggling. Let's talk. It's <laughs> like, you know, Yeah. It's like, ain't giving the enemy a chance to do net. Ain't trying to let him in my head. Ain't trying to do net. I just do it. That's you know it, man. You? That's you it, know, bro. Like, like my mom always tell me, she be like, don't get, don't catch your uh, pearls before the swine. So we ain't giving nothing. We doing that's right. Huh? That's right. We don't get that mug two black eyes already. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I mean, it, it's crazy. I actually, I actually posted about that this morning, though, man. Want to share the good news? You can support Preacher Thing by sharing it with everyone using the share button. You can stay connected to Preacher Thing via Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and various podcast streaming platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about what the gospel has done for you, message us or leave them in the comment section. You can also email us at preacherthink at gmo.com. Thanks for tuning in.